Welcome to the Bushy Black Brother Network. Hello everyone, this is Alicia Carr with Women Tech Talk and today I am with Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing? Uh, Rebecca, I want you to introduce yourself to my fans out here on my podcast. Awesome. Well, my name is Rebecca Collette, originally from Detroit. I thought it out there because I'm very passionate about my city. Ooh, girl, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> I know that's right. It's like from Detroit to the Chicago. So what do you do? I, I'm a tech and fitness entrepreneur. So I started my career in tech at Google and a couple of small startups. I actually consult with several startups now from the fitness industry to a startup in the truck driving industry. So very odd, but very startup. I do consulting with them and I'm in the fitness industry and I own a gym here in Atlanta called Vibe Ride. Wow. Mm -hmm. So first question is, how did you get into tech? Uh, it was tech kind of found me. I was in finance and accounting. I worked on Wall Street and I was so bored because I love people and love being out and hated black suits and hated the fact that I had to work from seven to 10 every day just to survive. I went back to school to get my MBA in marketing because I thought, you know, marketing was for people who were savvy, sexy, and creative. And I was like, that's me, not this finance boring stuff. So I got that and I moved here to Atlanta from Chicago. So very Midwest, very Midwest. Okay, yeah, I see that. I see <laughs> very that. Mid very see that. Midwest. So I moved down here and started working in startups, digital marketing firms, all type of techie, techie stuff. So I've taught myself how to code, front end web design. So that's what I focus mostly on. I taught myself off of off of the internet, really. Really, mm -hmm. and so self-talk web developer. Right. And so, how did that got you into working into Google? Um, I think really my personality, my background in is is in account management and like client services, um, helping entrepreneurs with like their business strategies. So, I kind of got in there first and started learning things from my coworkers from. Google, from Google and stuff, and that's really it, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. So do you enjoy being in the tech community right now? I enjoy it because I get to help a lot of girls and women who are interested about the tech community. So yeah, but you didn't mention... Chick Tech. That's right, I yeah. didn't hear that. So and that's something that, that should have been right in there. I'm, new, I'm new to this being famous thing. <laughs> so... So Chick Tech is a national nonprofit and we encourage girls of color and who are in impoverished and low income areas to get into tech or at least to learn about it. And since I'm from Detroit, mm -hmm. um, you can imagine yes. I was not exposed to tech early on. So it is a huge passion of mine to make sure that girls are at least educated about opportunities out there. Yeah, and it is a need for it, mm -hmm. you know, cause um, and I, I've, I understand there's not only a need for black girls, but also I'm seeing there's a need for young girls uh, who are not of color. Exactly. Um, I'm hearing a lot of fathers say to me that um, their daughters, they, they need to get their daughters more motivated mm -hmm. or give them more, how would you say, give them the more power for themselves mm -hmm. to understand that, you know, not to be afraid. 
And we're starting to see that at a young age that our young girls are being intimidated or not going into tech mm -hmm. or feeling that they're, they're not smart enough exactly. or um, or not being empowered by the right people to get them into tech or mm -hmm. just make them stronger exactly. on their own. So right now, how long have y'all been here in Atlanta? We started at the end of last year, okay. so we're not even a year fully in yet, but I'm very passionate about Atlanta because it reminds me a lot of Detroit, at least the public schools do. Public schools are not the best in the yeah, city of, of course, Atlanta. Of course, of um, course. And the statistics are not the best right. in the city of Atlanta, so I'm very passionate about it because it reminds me of home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of girls see me and they say, you're in tech? You're so regular. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to look? They're like, but you you don't dress up. You young. You cute. <laughs> you listen to hip hop. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, that's what, tech, yeah, that's what you us, know? us tech girls do. Exactly. They think I'm just, you know, they think I'm a typical nerd, which I, nowadays I don't know what that means, but very like introverted, don't like people. Wear well, I wear glasses, but I wear swaggy glasses. Mm -hmm. So. When they see me, they like, oh, you, you're, I can do it too. And I love when they have that revelation. Yeah, because that's what, I mean, it's so amazing talking to these girls. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to these little girls. I don't want to talk to these young girls. <laughs> but when I do talk to them, I'm talking to the ones that are coming out of high school mm -hmm. or the ones that are in college or the first and second year in college. And so it's amazing how I'm starting to see more young girls starting to say, okay, let me, let me try this out. Mm -hmm. Let me try this out. Exactly. So when doing that, you know, are you, do you feel the love when you see these girls? All the time? <laughs> no, because reminder, I go into low income areas, AKA the hood. <laughs> They don't have love for me all the time. They a lot of times be like, what you doing here? What you want? Because they think I'm somebody else that's trying to tell them what to do. Mm. So I have to a lot of times learn their respect first. Mm. Teach them now I'm from the streets. You're not grown. I'm the adult. You ain't going to do nothing up in here. <laughs> you ain't going to skip school. You ain't going to do this. You ain't going to do that. And so once they like, oh, we can't run over her. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, what you have to say? We'll listen to what you have to say. So then the love starts. And they definitely look at me as a big sister. So is Google, is, do you have Google help you in any part with this, with with the organization with chick tech not really um i did a lot of community work with them when i worked with georgia tech and they had a women entrepreneurship initiative with africa we had a partnership with africa so i did a lot of work with google with that initiative so bringing entrepreneurs over here women entrepreneurs over here from africa and kind of putting them through a three-day incubator at georgia tech and we did a lot of work with those so women. did you go to georgia tech yes you went to school with Georgia mm -hmm. Tech. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why your ass is back here. <laughs> back here in Atlanta. Yeah, back here in Atlanta. You know, because the rule is, like, if, you know, if we want the Georgia Tech people, we were like, I said, well, I ain't from Georgia Tech. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can't claim it. I'm just originally from New York. <laughs> traveled on I'm a plane. We, uh, we traveled on a plane from Germany and then landed here. And now I'm stuck here. I mean, not stuck here, but I love Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm loving the fact that what Atlanta's doing right now mm -hmm. in, in the tech community right right now mm -hmm. which is is num ranked number five yeah you know in the city now we know where Atlanta's at in tech mm -hmm. 
So how do you how do you feel now that you're back in Atlanta, coming from Detroit, where it was snowing and sleet and cold oh. as hell, mm -hmm. and so you're in. Atlanta, which we we have to tell people, you know, people who are not from Atlanta, you can't claim it because you ain't here. Because you oh, I don't saying. claim it, baby girl. <laughs> uh, uh, not one day. So, how do you feel being in Atlanta? I know you. Okay, so I know you went to Georgia Tech, but you know, like you said, from Detroit. Mm -hmm. So, what made you just decide is that I'm just gonna bring myself back down here? The real answer was for my ex. That's the real uh, answer. Ex keyword. Yeah, capital. I just decided to stay after that became an ex. And then I opened up a gym and lost, um, I lost majority of my weight here in Atlanta. So uh, out of the 170 pounds I've lost, I've lost, I don't know, maybe 130 here. So, so. we mentioned, now we mentioned in the gym, okay? Oh, yeah. So I want to I understand this, how did that happen? So we, me we, being fat or me losing the fat? Well, let's start from the beginning, okay? <laughs> let's start that you was at that point and then all of a sudden you like, okay, I lost all this weight. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been obese my whole life. Like now I'm smaller than I was in middle school. Wow. I was larger. And when I was in um, grad school in Chicago working at GE, another big bank, boring bank, where I was miserable and fat, at the same time, I'm like, well, if I'm going to be miserable, I might as well be fine and not miserable and fat. I hear that. So I just started walking and stuff like that. I didn't have any kind of scare from a doctor. People always ask me, why did you start? Because it's the right thing to do. I was fat as hell, wobbling around like a penguin. Girl, and I feel you because... You know, and everything hurt it from it, the yeah. knees, the yeah, ankles, exactly. the back, Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Everything. Goodness. And I'm like, this is yeah. not normal. And, and me I, having to spend extra time in the morning trying to hide rolls and stuff like that. Double girdles. It's just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, and I know exactly how you feel because, you know, um, a lot of people don't know that I, I don't tell people this, but... Um, I was diagnosed last year with being pre-diabetic, um, pre mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, hell no. I didn't want to take no pills. Exactly. And I was like, I was on this mission to say, okay, if I can just get just get where I don't take no pills. Exactly. So I kept telling the doctor, give me a month. Exactly. Give me a month. So I told him like three times, give me a month. And by the time the third time came, I was... He's like, you, you're not doing it. And, I, and that's, I think that's when the point I said, no more. Exactly. That but, was me because yeah. I never wanted to take pills yeah. because I grew up in a family where I had to arrange my the pills for my mom, my dad, my grandma, my mm -hmm. grandpa. I had to arrange their pills for them to take every morning. And I'm like, I don't want to take 10 pills a day wow. like you. And another thing I do is I'm into a group of women who used to be prostitutes and victims of sex trafficking here in Atlanta, which is... Yeah, you one told of the, me that. Yeah, which is one of the largest... Uh, places in the world for yes. sex trafficking. And that's because Georgia touched so many states. And our airport is the busiest in the world. Yes. So my group of about 30 to 50 women, I mentor through health and wellness techniques and just being dope and just uh, building their self-esteem. So how did you, how did you how get did into... How did I get into that? Yes, you girl, you, you like, you just as bad as me. Girl, <laughs> Always bad. like... Okay, so why did you do that? So how did you get into that? You know, um, I was laid off from work. And um, to be honest, I went into a bit of illegal activities. I'm from Detroit, so the streets are natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was laid off and I had to find a way to work, 
I didn't have anything to do during the day, so I wanted to volunteer in the midst of doing my hood shit. <laughs> so <laughs> it's my oh. podcast. <laughs> so it's all right. Of, in it's the all midst right. Of doing that, so I found this nonprofit over there off Metropolitan in Southwest Atlanta that was looking for like a volunteer, just a volunteer. So I went in, met the women, and they fell in love with my personality and just how they just felt so comfortable with me. A lot of nonprofits they treat the people they serve as numbers or yeah. as a, as they. Yeah. And I go there and say, what up, girl? Yeah. You are my friend. Yeah. Nothing is different yeah. from you and I. And ever since that first meeting, I've just been coaching them on how to be better women, how to be stronger women, and how to improve their life through health. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Because going back to the gym, mm -hmm. because I know that you said that you know you lost all this weight, yeah. and, and now that you have a gym, so, what's what's how did that happen? I see. I keep going back. I'm like, why am I can't stay with one story? I gotta sit. I mean, cause like I gotta find out what the hell. I got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff going you on. You oh, like I said, you sound like me. You sound like me. I got a lot of stuff going on, but it's all good work and it's all God's work. But the gym, it happened organically with some a gym partner, gym workout partner I met at a gym here, and we kind of became workout partners, met at the gym to work out every week, and we were just saying, well, let's start a gym of our own. And it organically happened from a business plan, a marketing plan, and now a retail location in Midtown Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, it kind of happened quick, but, you know. It's happened. It's happened. And how it's is it doing? How It's doing wonderful. Great. It's doing great. Oh, wow. Because I know the one thing I've learned about going to a gym, if you don't have a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. people ain't going to come. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'll be quick to say, I hate LA Fitness. Exactly. It's a bunch of like, I had a bad, I had one experienced girlfriend in LA Fitness, and I was like, I'll never go to an LA Fitness again. I got kicked out of LA Fitness and banned from ever coming back. <laughs> so we don't want to talk about my shit. They banned me from LA Fitness, and it's typical, like, oh, Detroit, you got. What did you do, girl? I did you get ghetto up in there? No, 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 no. Well, somebody crossed you. No, actually, it's funny talking about the gym. So before we open, like pre-marketing, I'm I come from a marketing background, so okay. my MBA and all that kind of stuff. So we were doing classes, like video recording classes in their spin room, mm -hmm. and that's against the law or something like that. So they found out about our secret tapings. And they banned my membership and everybody's membership that was in the video. I said, fine. I don't need your membership. I'm going to open my own gym. And I'm like, one day y'all going to come looking for me. And you damn right, two years later, they emailed me and was like, we miss you here at LA Fitness. You want to come back? I said, yeah, I'm going to come back, but I ain't paying shit. And I don't pay nothing for a membership. I go to any LA Fitness Oh, my God. Oh, my experience was nothing like that. <laughs> so, you know. All I was doing, I was at the gym, and I'm up here. I was, like, trying to learn how to do the weights. And, and the men were just walking past me while they do the weights. And this girl came up there, skinny as a stick, lipstick and makeup on, came right beside me, went like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> Five men come running to her. I was like, ain't this a mother? I ain't never coming to a L.A. fitness again. You wanted them to run to you. No, I wanted them to help me figure out this goddamn machine. They're like, you know, just do three repetitions this way. Do. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, just ask me. You see me struggling here. Mm -hmm. Just show me how to work the machine. Mm -hmm. You know, just to show me. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just look, I was looking at what the other guy was doing. So I was like, oh, I could do the same mm -hmm. thing he's doing. I was like, 
he ain't working right. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so I'm finding so much about you. It's so much. I mean, I always put my life in three compartments: tech, fitness, and social impact. Everything I do is around something in tech, something in fitness, or something around community. And but that's so important. Now. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is something you know. Michelle Obama had, was speaking at at. Um, at the Dub Dub um, this year, and how more women need to give back exactly. into the community, mm -hmm. and that, and their foundation is actually you know focusing on that and saying if you are doing something for the community, you know you know most likely will probably will help you or get funded for it, and um, I'm starting to I'm starting to understand now that what I'm doing is much more than I'm thinking it is. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking this is one little thing and it's mm -hmm. much more than that. Mm -hmm. And you doing things for sex trafficking. Because I created an app, I think two years ago. Um, it was a chat, it was a, uh, I created a, a, a app called Blacklight, specifically to allow victims of sex trafficking to communicate anonymously, finding counseling, finding help, because the fact that they travel and they have phones and they do communicate on the phone. And so someone asked me, well, is this, is this going to be a local, a local app? I said, it's never gonna be local. The reason is because they travel across state lines. They do. And so that being so powerful, you know, this, I mean, trying to, and then saying, ah, well, I'm not gonna put this out there because it's not a need for it, or it's gonna be more complicated. And so, you know, when you was telling me, it's like, Alicia, you don't understand. There's a need for it. It is. You know, I work like, with these women every day. It's and so, how, how, how is it with working with those women? How does it feel working with these women, and they're going through all the things they're going through? It's very disheartening. Um, a lot of times, the stories that I hear about them being homeless, and I used to be homeless, so a lot of things I can, I can relate to. Um, it's just very disheartening, the stories that I hear about them being homeless, about getting beat, all kind of stuff like that. And the part that bothers me is that I necessarily can't do anything about it. So their abusive relationship that they have with their boyfriend or whatever, I can't do anything about it. That's the part that hurts me. And the fact that they're going through this, but they're so bright. But then I have to look at myself and I was like, I got my ass beat last year by my ex. So. It doesn't matter, domestic violence and sex trafficking, it doesn't have a color, mm. an age, an income bracket. You know, you're looking at somebody with two master's degrees and I'm still going through the same thing that you are. I was homeless living out of my car taking showers at LA Fitness. Wow. So it, does, it, ha it has no barriers. So to connect with someone, a woman that looks like you and y'all connect on something like that, you just wanna help. Yeah, yeah, you wanna get back. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to come to the end of this um, um, podcast because um, this is going to be something new I'm going to be doing at the end of my podcast. I'm going to ask you a question. And I want you to just give me a really good answer. So okay. as a woman in technology, what would you like to see different change in technology? I would like to see... There's so many things I want to see, but I have to narrow it down. I would want the environment in tech to be more acceptable to more women, to more people of color. Because we can get hired, but we do not stay. And it, I think that's because it's oftentimes a culture and environment 
that doesn't accept us for who we really are. Mm -hmm. What are our cultural norms? What do we like to do? We stay if we perpetrate. And if you're somebody like me who doesn't give a fuck and just is real wherever they go, <laughs> then you're going to feel uncomfortable. Right. But I, my desire and my hope for the tech world is, is that it's a place where you can truly be yourself and they really mean that. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Thank you for interviewing with me. I am so in love with you right oh, now. Oh, man. We're, we're now the best of friends. Baby. <laughs> we're rubbing elbows now, baby. We're rubbing elbows. I got the hookup over here. Thank you.